Ladies and gentlemen, a massive welcome to all of you, the professionals, tuning in from Rio to Tokyo and everywhere in between. We have a very special episode lined up for you today. Not only have we prepared the insanely important professional English topic on how to interrupt someone politely, but I will also be joined by a very special guest on the show today. Not only is my guest a superstar, mover and shaker in the podcasting space, but also a huge gladiator in the YouTubing arena. For anybody that's serious about achieving native level English skills, she leads the pack. And if you haven't encountered any of her outstanding content, Quite frankly, where have you been? It's brilliant. I am, of course, referring to the one and only Anna from English Like a Native. You can find links to all of Anna's fantastic content in the show notes. But before we dive in, you know the drill. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Business English Podcast, helping professionals communicate more effectively, more confidently, and with impact. With your host, Rob, from Energetic English. Let's get down to business. So, Anna, a huge welcome to the Business English Podcast. It's a pleasure to have you here. It's a pleasure to be here. I've been following your stuff for quite a long time. And yeah, it's really exciting to actually have a face-to-face with you and be honoured with an invitation onto your podcast. That pleasure is all mine. Pleasure is all mine. Thank you ever so much for accepting the invitation. You know, I know you're going to be an absolute rock star on this episode. So thank you for your time. (laughs) I brought my air guitar. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Now, obviously, the subject of today's podcast is how to interrupt someone politely. And, you know, this is a really, really important skill to have. And it can really feel incredibly awkward and rude to do, but it is necessary. But Learning how to do this, especially not in your native tongue, you know, I, I feel the pain for, for many of the non-natives uh, out there. How important, in your opinion, is this skill of how to interrupt somebody in a polite way? Well, I think the kind of the, the rules around conversing are important anyway. You know, everything you do in a conversation, especially with people you don't know very well, is giving signals and signs to the other person. So if you're wanting to make a good impression and you want someone to like you and want to keep talking to you, then you have to do all the right things. And if you need to interrupt, and I I, I say that you know, with a lot of emphasis, if you need to interrupt, because often you don't need to, but if you do need to interrupt, then interrupting someone mid-flow is generally quite rude and not the, not the done thing. So if you need to interrupt, then you've got to do it in the right way so that you don't make the other person feel bad or think badly of you. So it is a very important skill as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you, to be honest, uh, Anna. You know, getting this wrong can, as you said, it sort of derails a conversation. It can be insulting or offend the other party in some way. And it's worth noting that this skill is perceived differently depending on on the culture from which you are from. How would you say then, culturally speaking, the British feel about being interrupted or interrupting someone? Uh, I think it's a generally a, a no no from my yeah. from my experience. We're we're very indirect people 
generally. So everything is all done in a very soft and gentle way. Whereas interrupting is quite a direct thing to do. It's quite harsh to interrupt someone. Yeah. So it kind of goes against our general demeanor um, to just yeah. cut somebody off to interject. Sometimes it's important. And that's why you, if you do cut someone off who, who's a British native, you have yeah. to do it in the British way, I think. Yeah. It's a, it's a good observation. Has it happened to you? I mean, obviously, you know, huge success on, on YouTube, great podcasting. You travel you. a lot. You have a lot of these interactions. And do you encounter this a lot where people are sort of cutting you off or jumping in? And how are you responding to that? So in general, I have met people who seem to lack the skill of listening and like to jump in on everything you say. And my memory of those conversations and those general interactions is one of exhaustion, of feeling right. exhausted because I can never finish anything that I want to say. I can never land a point because every time I try and set something up, they will jump in and bring something that they want to bring to the conversation and constantly yeah. take me away from what I'm trying to say. And that, like I said, it's just exhausting and draining. And yeah. I don't feel like I get any value from those kinds of interactions. Now, I have to say I'm a mum of two very yeah. young children. <laughs> and so being interrupted has now become my daily life. <laughs> I, I, as a mum, you're interrupted that. in every sense, you, every task every simple task you try to do, yeah. anything you try and say, even when your child says to you, mommy, mommy, why is the sky blue? Well, darling, and you start to answer them. And within a second, they go, mommy, I'm hungry. And they interrupt you even when you're trying to respond to a question that yeah. you've asked. And so I think I've become a little bit more tolerant to interruptions than I was before being a mother. Yeah. From a personal point of view, I remember speaking to a friend quite recently and we were in a, a group setting but having a quiet conversation off to the side and I was trying to tell her some bad news that I'd received about a friend who'd passed away and it was quite a shocking thing this person had passed away very suddenly yeah. from leukemia yeah. and I wanted to share and offload some of this bad feeling that I had yeah and so yeah. I took her to her side and I'm talking to her and I said so I heard actually this week that this person passed passed away. And at yeah. that point, she then interrupted me because she obviously wasn't listening to point out something that she'd seen going on in the group ahead of us. And it was something completely, oh, no. you know, trivial, completely trivial, but it instantly jarred me to feel yeah. really bad about having finally had the courage to deliver this bad yeah. news. And then realized yeah. she wasn't listening, completely cut me off. So then I spent the rest of that time feeling quite bad about our relationship, about feeling like maybe I'd chosen the wrong moment to talk about this yeah. kind of very sensitive personal thing. And then I, I never brought it back up again. I kind of left it for another couple of days before I said, do you know wow. that this happened? Yeah. So it really made me feel very uncomfortable with myself and with our relationship. So from a personal point of view, it, even with people yeah. you know well, it's... It's not a good thing. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a great example and a big one, obviously, you know, had the, the size, you know, the colossal size and value of that information, very emotional piece of information that you were sharing, completely derailed by the other person interrupting and, you know, 
any significance is really lost there. It feels like someone's just slapped you in the face. You know, you what yeah. you do in those situations when you're sharing something personal or something a bit more sensitive is you're just revealing yourself. It's like you're showing your belly. You're, you're showing yeah. yourself to be vulnerable. And what you need is that appreciation in return. People being kind and gentle and responding to what you've just shared with them. But if they're not listening yeah. and they interrupt with something completely trivial or unrelated then it's like they've just punched you or slapped you and it really it's very jarring yeah. you pick your moment don't you you know not only should you be really using the skills of active listening nodding along and encouraging the conversation but you know the individual or the situation that you were in they didn't pick the right moment and they weren't no. really receiving the information that was coming at them if you were in her shoes how would you have handled that sort of situation differently have you got any thoughts on that, how you might have uh, done it differently yeah. So from the listener's point of view, if you have something that you want to share, but you're listening to someone else, you really just have to find a little compartment in the back of your mind of things to do later or things to bring up later, <laughs> especially because what I had to share was such a, a large yes. piece of emotional baggage that I was then trying to offload. Her little trivial interruption really could have waited or didn't need to be shared at all. So you have yeah. to read the situation. You have to read the person that you're conversing with and decide, A, does this need to be said? And B, does this need to be said now? So yeah. I would have waited and probably I wouldn't have shared. I think it was something about, oh, look, the tea's ready or look, they put the biscuits yeah. out or something along yeah. those lines. Like it could have just been left or at least responded to what I said. Oh, really? That's terrible news. Oh, my goodness. How are you feeling? Are you OK? Look, yeah. they've just I can see they've just put the tea and biscuits out. Why don't we go and grab a cup of tea and sit and talk about this? So that's yeah. probably how I would have brought up the information. Acknowledge what you've just heard. Yeah say I want to hear more but in the meantime let's go and do this and then we can talk more about it that's yes. how I would have dealt yeah. with it I think that's really good advice you know about that acknowledgement you know having the consciousness or the presence of mind to say hey I hear you but can we just deal with this other thing at the moment and come back to it you mentioned something really that just sparked a little memory for me um you yeah, said yeah. I hear what you're saying, but now a couple of times in my life, I've, I've taken lessons and, and heard mentors speaking about the word, but, and how, yes. but in certain circumstances really kind of just scratches out everything that came before it and, and makes the following statements more important. So what you should try and do is say, and I hear what you're saying and I really want to hear more. So let's, yeah. even if you're kind of trying to switch it or if someone said something negative to you, like if someone's saying about your product, I, I like your product, but it's too expensive. It yeah. is expensive. And the reason it's expensive is because actually production of this higher quality product is greater. So using and and trying to avoid but can actually yes. build a stronger relationship with the person that you're talking to rather than belittling what they've said with the word that's but. That's great advice. That, that's brilliant. You know, but, but being a marker to 
you know, really destroying or undermining, you know, the previous statements. That's a that's a great piece of advice and and really bolstering what you say next. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. I, I did used to work with a guy who used to interrupt all the time. This idea of derailing. So not necessarily not listening to the the content of the conversation, which is something that sort of aligns with what you were just saying. But we used to call him Jump in Jim. Name was James Jump in Jim. Wow. And he used to jump in every sort of couple of sentences. Can I just jump in? Can I just jump in? And the conversation never got anywhere. And so this is another thing to bear in mind when you're trying to be polite and interrupt it's about the frequency. It's not just about what the person's saying, but about the frequency of interrupting someone. Like you said right at the start, Anna, is it necessary to do so? And if it really is, find a way and pick your moment to do it well. Yeah, I think if you try and imagine interrupting someone as tapping them on the shoulder or, or yes. prodding them, doing that once or twice maybe is is going to be acceptable if you're tapping them on the shoulder for a good reason. But if you yes. keep doing that person eventually... <laughs> is going to get really irate and you want to like slap your hand out of the way. So think of interruptions in the same way because they are just as annoying to the speaker. Yeah, Yeah, agreed. And having the right thing to say is something that we shot past at the start of the podcast today was we're actually straight into talking about using a statement or interrupting someone, but actually there, there is a way to do it politely by using a statement many people don't use a statement to say sorry or by the way Mm -hmm. they just start talking and it's something that we were talking about i believe on the podcast episode that we did over on your channel where people just wait for their turn to speak and they just talk over each other and they're interrupting one another all the time so there is no momentum no forward momentum in that conversation it's not productive and nobody's getting anywhere No. So how would you advise the listeners to politely jump in then? What would your set phrases be if you were teaching some phrases to use in this situation? Yeah, it's a good question. I think the first one straight out of the gate is the apology. So it doesn't matter what you're about to say. Apologize for jumping in. I'm sorry. Apologies for jumping in. So getting that phrase out, the apology straight away is very important. The second piece is about, could I just jump in for a second? Sorry to interrupt you. Sorry to cut you off. Acknowledge the fact that you are completely aware that you're interrupting someone and you are apologizing about it. So they they would be some of the phrases. What what about yourself? Do you have any personal favorites? Yeah, I mean, I was just thinking about, you know, those they're quite interesting phrasal verbs, those, aren't they? To jump in and to cut someone off. Those are phrasal verbs that perhaps some learners wouldn't be that familiar with because we all know phrasal verbs are a bit of a nightmare to learn. So yeah, jumping in is the act of, of getting involved in a conversation and cutting someone off is specifically stopping someone from completing what they were saying. So they're really, really good ones to use. I would tend to tell the person in some way that I do want to hear what they've got to say. So I'd usually use the phrase, hold that thought hold that thought. I want you to just remember what you were just saying right now, because I just need to tell you something. I know it's rude, but hold that thought. And it's usually if I'm physically just turning from them for a moment. So if my phone's just started ringing or the doorbell's gone, or I can see that the lady across the hall is dropping all her files and papers and needs help or something like that. I'd say, hold that thought and I'll go and quickly deal with this. And then I come back and say, right, so you were saying... And then ask them to continue. 
For example, my business partner has a habit of choosing the worst point to have these deep strategic conversations with me. <laughs> and I say conversations, he usually kind of like tells me, gives me a lot, bombards me with information is the right phrase. He bombards yeah. me with information about things he's been working on or thinking about all day. And he uses the, the moment yeah. at the very end of the day when I'm close to leaving the office to bombard me. <laughs> and so if I'm kind of overwhelmed, I've got a headache, I need to leave in 10 minutes, so I'm concerned about childcare or whatever it is and I'm not really focused I might just because I can tell he's going into a big deep conversation here he's going to lecture me basically I'll cut in and say I'm sorry I really want to hear what you've got to say I really want to hear this now is just not a great time can we continue this tomorrow morning when I'm fresh and I don't right. have a pressing deadline yeah. so I you know I tell him initially I'm sorry I really want to hear what you have to say I want to take it in I want to take notes yeah now's not a good time. Can we do it another time? And similar to that would be, can I just stop you for a second? So if I just want to interrupt him in a short space of time to add some information or correct something, perhaps he's talking about a meeting that we've got tomorrow and actually that's been postponed until next week. So okay, oh, can I just stop you for a second? That meeting's actually been moved. I, I feel like that's definitely a more polite way to jump in. I, th- I think brilliant advice. Absolutely brilliant. Especially that, can I stop you for a second? And then sort of laying out your points and then returning back to the original conversation, mm-hmm. the original flow of conversation. And that's a very interesting point in itself. Not just the fact you're interrupting, you are duty bound. It is your responsibility if you are interrupting is to actually realign that conversation, sew it back together after you've done that piece of I- interruption. Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, there's nothing worse than someone interrupting you when you are trying to get to a point and then then not bringing it back to let you finish. I've had that quite recently, actually, trying to have a conversation with another mum, actually. And so, you know, I think it's I think it's fair when you're talking to any parent who has young children running around to give them the benefit of the doubt in terms of whether they're rude or not. Usually they just are distracted. So I'm trying to have this conversation. (laughs) Yeah. And we were trying to talk about our holidays because we've recently had Christmas and New Year. So we were trying to share our stories about things that happened over over the Christmas and New Year. And I didn't get to finish any of my stories. I'd start and then never get to land any of my points. And because she'd interrupt me, interrupt me, interrupt me and never said, sorry, what were you saying? Or never brought it back. And so I would have to then go, as I was saying. As I was saying. Yes, yes. <laughs> by the way. But you do start to feel quite rude. It's okay doing that once or twice. But if throughout an entire conversation, you're continuously having to say, now, please, can you give me your attention again while I come back yeah. to what I was trying to say before? It makes yes. you feel just like you're undervalued and they don't want to listen because you're keeping having to pull That's them back. Right. So it's yes. not something you want to have to do. The etiquette would be if you yeah. interrupt them, help them get back onto the topic. And it's usually yeah. good if you're going to interrupt, I would say, hold in your mind what that person was just saying. So hold that thread yes. for them, then interrupt them and then say to them, so you were saying that when you were in Paris, you had trouble Brilliant. finding a taxi and then you give Brilliant. them the opportunity that- to pick that up again. Yeah. 
That is top shelf advice. That's absolutely fantastic. You know, about this recycling, again, it's something we, we sort of touched on in our conversation about Small Talk over on your podcast channel about recycling that information, you know, holding that thought, you know, showing that you're listening and then dropping back and realigning into that conversation. Yeah. And definitely frustrating, uh, as you said about landing points, again, very visual sort of dialogue there about, you know, landing those points. If you're setting a point up and somebody interrupts you, this is really caution to the person that's interrupting is make sure that the speaker isn't just about to land the key point allow them to finish that thought off before jumping in but don't cut them off at that key point just before they're about to perform a mic drop moment so to mm. speak like if you're you know a, a pole vaulter or something and you're <laughs> yeah. doing the big run up and you get your pole yeah. in the ground and then someone yeah. honks a horn and you're like what <laughs> i was just <laughs> about to do the jump you missed it <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. So a bit of a formula there is, you know, pick your moments, be apologetic or empathetic, hold in your mind, the individual who you are interrupting their thoughts, what they were just speaking about, deliver your points and then realign back onto that conversation to keep it going. And I also think about the informal or the formal way of doing this. A lot of people believe it's just an informal thing to do. I don't know if you agree with that. Can you interrupt someone in a formal setting, Anna? Absolutely. I mean, sometimes you need to. Often there is that need to interrupt someone in a formal setting. Obviously, it depends exactly on the situation. But, yeah. you know, like I said previously, if you're in a meeting, a board meeting, and there's yes. many people around the table and someone is giving some key points, but now the information has changed. So it's very important at that point, if you know that something has changed, that you go, apologies, can I just cut in here a second? Yeah. This is not actually the case anymore. So that has changed. Then you give yes. that person an opportunity to speak to what is true at that point in time rather than continuing yeah. to go on. Absolutely. I was in a non-native meeting negotiation in London and it was being performed in English because there was mixed nationalities in the room. They were talking over one another, interrupting. It was supposed to be a formal sit down where people were talking about uh, the opportunities and benefits to this particular business contract. And there was no sort of etiquette being used, nothing about that the points we've touched on today it was a formal setting and it went from everybody interrupting everybody and no forward momentum to everybody was then scared to speak because the point was made that there was no progress because everybody's interrupting. So everybody then completely holstered their weapons and no, no one did anything. So it's really getting that balance right. It doesn't matter if you're in a formal situation or an informal situation. I feel that there is always, if you need to, there is always an opportunity to do so, but just do it well. It comes back to that idea of, is it necessary? Will it help to progress the conversation, especially in business, because time is money yeah. and everything you say does lead to judgment in some way. So yeah. yes. is it necessary to interrupt? Is it going to help the progress in the meeting? So if you're going to do it, do it well and make sure you bring it back to, to the conversation that was going on before the interruption. Absolutely. And it really speaks to the, the professionalism of the individual, you know, just picking up on your point then about if you're going to operate at the professional level in business, then knowing how to interrupt somebody politely is absolutely paramount, not just for the conversation itself, but for your professionalism and how people perceive you yeah. and how you do your work. I, I think another point to make in the in the business 
world is when you do interrupt someone in a group setting, it's being mindful of how you are making them look as well in front of peers or perhaps people who are higher up. So if you're about to correct somebody, making sure that it doesn't make them look bad is really important. You've got to keep those relationships, you know, warm and good. So it it might be that someone is talking about something and and it's now incorrect. And so if you're going to interrupt them and correct them, you'd say, I'm really sorry. I know you're talking about this because you haven't seen the recent memo and you weren't a part of this particular meeting that we had with the client so you don't you don't fully understand all the aspects of this particular project so can i just add this in so that everyone here understands the breadth of this so rather than just saying sorry no that's not the case this is exactly what the client said and this is where the project is going because that would make that person look bad like they don't have the information so be very careful because you don't want to make enemies in business that's a great piece of advice not undermining somebody in essence your action was to benefit the conversation but interrupting somebody in the wrong way could or can be detrimental especially in some cultures i mean the brits i believe are bad for this anyway you know this respect and displaying respect in a professional setting is fairly high in the pyramid of things that matter But I know in other cultures, it's even more serious. You know, you don't undercut Mm -hmm. management or senior leadership. Yeah. Yeah. My partner, my personal partner was in a meeting in finance. He works in finance and he was in a meeting with someone who was a similar level to him. And he was trying to help him to understand some of the potential risks in the project. So it's a really important conversation. And this person he was talking to didn't understand the risks and was potentially going to cause a, a great loss with the project that he was moving forward with. So my partner was trying to explain to him what the risks were and why they were very yes. real risks and and why we should do things in a certain way. And this man interrupted him and said, look, this is how it's going to go. And he turned around and he wrote on the board behind wow. him, I make the decisions or I'm in charge or something Ooh. very blunt like that. Wow. And just looked at it and went that. <laughs> oh dear. And okay. uh, my partner was like, I just didn't know And that just completely ended the conversation, really. And this person he was talking to wasn't British. So maybe had just a more direct culture and way of doing things. But it really just killed the entire conversation, which was a very important discussion to have because it was going to cost the company a lot of money if things went wrong. And he just went, I don't want to listen to you. I don't understand what you're saying. I make the decisions. (laughs) Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. So that sounds like, unfortunately, a common uh, example, especially at the professional level in business, where it can be a little bit like a, a knife fight in a phone box, lots of sharp elbows. But this is not how business should be conducted in any way. It is on the onus of the professional to communicate as such. They should be using all the techniques and tactics and strategies that most English teachers are teaching to communicate effectively, gently, and in a way that is practical for everybody. So for me, that example really speaks volumes in terms of knowing the correct techniques and the correct strategies to use in situations where the temperature in the room is escalating slightly. Yeah, and it's important, I think, to maintain respect and good relationships within business because even if you are sitting on opposite ends of the fence if you are constantly professionally butting heads for whatever reason you might be competitors you might be one might be working in risk assessment while the other is just trying to get things done and so you're constantly at odds with one another on a personal level you have to maintain a warm relationship so that 
you can work together successfully in a professional sense. I, yeah. I've seen with my partner how when he has had these very negative experiences with his colleagues, it yeah. really impacts how he then enters meetings and the quality of work that he would then deliver for those people yes. if they need help with something. He's just like, well, I'm not, yeah. I don't want to help this person. You know, I'll do the bare bones of what I need to do but I don't want yes. to help them because they were horrible to me or they were rude to me. They cut me off and they don't listen to what I have to say. So I think it's yeah. important, regardless of your professional interactions, yes. it's yeah. important on a personal level to keep it warm and respectful. Absolutely. 100% agreed there. Anna, some absolute knowledge bombs being dropped on this episode today. Thank you ever so much for accompanying me through this podcast and for accepting the invitation to be on here. We won't leave it too long until we do this again soon, hopefully. And it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you ever so much for your time. Thank you. You take care now. Cheers. So what an excellent conversation we had there, packed full of not just practical advice, but hyper useful conversational phrases too. And that is what we're going to jump into right now. Let's look at a number of phrases we use during our conversation and get into exactly what they mean and how they're used. And for all the premium members, I will be going into many more detailed phrases on top of these inside the membership area. But for now, let's get started. The first phrase we're going to look at is face to face. Now, this means direct and in-person interaction. For example, in our company, we value face-to-face -face meetings because they foster stronger relationships and clearer communication. For instance, when discussing sensitive issues like performance reviews, it's always better to do it face-to-face -face rather than via email. Okay, the second phrase here is rockstar. I use this one fairly early on, and it means someone who is exceptional or outstanding in a particular area. For example, Anna in this case. Now, the example here is during the annual awards ceremony, our CEO described the sales team as real rock stars for surpassing their targets by a significant margin. Their outstanding performance contributed greatly to the company's success last year. The third phrase here is the pleasure is all mine. And it's essentially used as a polite response, indicating happiness to meet or interact with someone. For example, when I introduced myself to our new client, he said he had heard a lot about our innovative strategies. I responded, the pleasure is all mine, showing my eagerness to work with them and acknowledging the compliment. Now, the fourth phrase is jump in. Now, we do use this in a number of different ways in English and business English in particular, but this meaning is to interject or start participating in a conversation or activity. For example, during our last meeting, several junior staff members jumped in with innovative suggestions that led to the development of a new marketing strategy. The fifth phrase is cut someone off. Now, this means to interrupt someone while they're speaking. As an example, it's important to be respectful during meetings and not cut someone off. Last week, when a team member was cut off during their presentation, it created a moment of tension that could have been avoided with better communication etiquette. The sixth phrase here is lay your cards on the table. 
And the meaning here is to speak frankly or reveal one's intentions or resources. For example, in negotiations, it's sometimes advantageous to lay your cards on the table. Phrase number seven, land a point. And this simply means to successfully make or conclude a statement in a conversation. For example, effective communicators know how to land a point with clarity. Phrase number eight is bombard with information. And the meaning here is to overwhelm someone with too much information. For example, as managers, we should avoid bombarding new employees with too much information on their first day. Instead, we should provide information in manageable segments to ensure they're not overwhelmed and can assimilate everything effectively. Phrase number nine, on the same page. Now this is a business English classic and this means to have a mutual understanding or agreement. For example, before concluding any meeting, we make sure that everyone is on the same page. Phrase number 10, undercut. And the meaning here is to undermine or weaken someone's position or argument. For example, in team discussions, it's important not to undercut your colleagues. Instead of saying something that might undermine their proposal, offer constructive feedback that builds on their ideas. Phrase number 11, a knife fight in a phone box. Now, this is one of my favorites. It paints such a strong picture visually uh, as a metaphor, and it means essentially a hyper-competitive environment, often without mercy. Now, the example here is negotiating contracts can sometimes feel like a knife fight in a phone box, especially when both parties have strong opposing views. It's essential to keep calm and seek common ground to avoid escalating the tension. Phrase number 12, holster your weapons, meaning to stop arguing and being aggressive. For example, during heated debates, our team leader often reminds us to holster our weapons this means to take a step back from an argument, cool down, and approach the discussion with a more collaborative attitude. Phrase number 13, sharp elbows. And the meaning here is being aggressive or forceful in one's actions or attitudes. For example, while ambition is valued in our company, having sharp elbows like pushing others aside to get ahead is discouraged. We believe in teamwork and mutual support to achieve our goals. And phrase 14, knowledge bombs. Now this is an informal term for insightful, valuable pieces of information. For example, in our industry conferences, keynote speakers often drop knowledge bombs, providing deep insights and innovative ideas that help us rethink our strategies and stay ahead of market trends. So that brings us nice and neatly to the end of today's epic podcast. If you have found this useful, do make sure that you are subscribed so you never miss a chance to improve your professional English. Until next time, keep practicing, stay humble, and of course, keep it strictly business. You have been listening to the Business English Podcast. Remember to subscribe, leave a review, and we'll see you next time.